Hey, Justin. Hey, Jared. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. Hey, can you believe this? Huh. Episode two. Episode two. Yes. I didn't. I didn't think we'd make it. Um. After we ended up getting those uh, 65 subscribers from uh, somewhere in Connecticut. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but I think I'm 30 of them. So uh, the 25 listeners from Santa Barbara, I'm 20 of them. So uh, so. I was wondering about that. (laughs) So Um, it wasn't all those friends that said that they were listening to the podcast. um, Uh, Well, I mean, I don't have that many friends, so I would, uh, I, I, I'm. Let's put it this way. We made it to episode two. Yay. Yay. No, I, I'm surprised we're at double digits. And so I think um, we need to try to make episode three before uh, we we don't get to triple digits. But yeah, we're actually going to try this thing. We're going to try to actually make more than one episode. So, So what are we doing this time? What are we doing this time? I don't know. I just say, hey, do you want to spend the night? Um, I bought some new bunk beds on Amazon, and I want you to come over and sleep on top. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I didn't know that was the uh, plan, but... Um, I- Anything for you to come over? No, I'm just joking. Um, and so, no, we, uh, we were going to do this earlier because you know all our fan was waiting for us to do episode two and uh and epi- you know number two is always the best yeah kind of like i gotta go number two <laughs> and so that's why we call it the shit show uh, uh i love the shit show <laughs> oh uh, i'm sorry Joe doesn't usually cuss, so they, they just they just slipped out. We know uh, how episode two that. of Star Wars went, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so, but uh, no, uh, something came up, uh, so I, was, I wasn't quite able to do it last so, weekend. So what happened? I, uh, I'm no longer stoned. What do you mean by that? <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? No, I had surgery. Yeah, they went down uh, below the belt or above the belt, oh. or I can't know. But they found these two massive growths. No, not those. <laughs> no, those aren't massive. <laughs> they weighed them with um, uh, with a nanometer. Is that quite right? <laughs> a magnifying glass. No. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. No, no. I had some kidney stones removed. Oh wow. And so yeah, it kind of sucks. And so um. Uh, so I had some surgery, and um, so how'd it go? Well, tell you what, doctor came in, and he said, "I got some good news and bad news." And what was the good news? Good news is that uh, you won't have to <laughs> you won't have to pay your ex-wife any alimony anymore. Wow. Bad news is. This is your last day. <laughs> no, I almost died on the table. What? Yeah. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, I'll tell you the story. Okay, please. Uh, but guess what? What? I experienced Star Wars because uh, the doctor took a laser gun and shot up my... No way.
recorded live from downtown San Luis Obispo, where there's obviously affordable housing because it's being pushed around everywhere. It's barely standing with Justin born in a tree, Jared Myers, and lending a hand. It's the guy who was fired during a KFC shoot for what's being called a finger-licking incident, Joe Schmo. I wasn't fired. Quit read my diary. Yeah, you were. Schmo. Yeah. All right, here we are, episode two. <clears throat> Hey, this episode is going to be great for all you insomniacs out there. It's going to be, uh, you're going to save this one. You're going to click, give it five stars as the one you're going to want to fall asleep to. Because Justin's going to interview me this uh, episode. Uh, Our first episode did really well. Um, it's probably going to win a Golden Globe or something like yes. that. Yep. Because we found out all about Justin's Alaskan heritage and uh, how comedy got started in the Central Coast, how it was uh, birthed, how it uh, Justin spread his wings and came out of his canals and... And how a star was born, and nobody got hung in the end. And so, spoiler alert, by the way, on Game of Thrones... No, I'm just joking. I don't watch that show. So, you ready, Justin? I guess you're interviewing me. Yes, we're interviewing you. So, did you want to talk more about your um, surgery a little more, or... Uh, elaborate a little bit more uh, we can talk about getting stoned but uh, pretty done uh, with the kidney thing Um, I mean it's still happening I mean there's still things coming out me but we'll post those pictures later like like you're panning for gold type thing or Uh, yeah there's oh trust me when I'm taking a lake you hear ding 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 I, I it was like it's like duck hunt back in the day on Nintendo. Right, right. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. I got those little uh, rubber duckies uh, just for fun. Oh nice. Uh, but um, but I ain't sunk nothing yet. <laughs> so uh, so tell me. Um, so yeah, that was a really nice intro. Oh, you like that? that? You yeah, making fun of the homeless. No, no, I don't. Listen, uh, let me tell you a little bit about my comedy. Uh, when I make fun of everybody, there's not. No, I don't. I, I I'll be honest with you, because um, I it's everything except when I'm uh, telling lies. I'm a hundred percent honest. Uh, but <laughs> and so, um, but uh, you know, you know when when I got divorced. Uh, I uncovered a lot of lies, <laughs> and, there was like, and uh, they weren't my own. Um, but I, I'll talk about that later. Maybe, maybe you'll uncover some in, yeah, in the yeah. in the interview. But uh, spoiler alert! <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, uh, a lot of my comedy are more about. I might say the politically incorrect some things, uh, but they're more observational, like. Uh, 
like I, I always say, it probably sucks when uh, a blind person uh, ends up in heaven because they won't recognize anybody, you know, and or <laughs> you know, or or if if uh, someone's who's deaf with Parkinson's, are they considered a stutterer, you know? Oh and and so they're not really making fun; they're just I wonder, you know. Right, right. Uh, but I honestly, I did have some uh, homeless jokes. I had a. a you know, a pile of them, nothing really good. Uh, and so I, I don't even repeat them. Um, so when I mention things about the homeless, they're more of a, a social commentary. Uh, and uh, and the reason is because uh, I had a unique opportunity uh, several years ago. I went on last comic standing as an audience member, not, not as a uh, competitor, I wish. Obviously. Uh, thanks. And you might have saw me uh, on the show. I was sitting right behind Keenan Ivory Reigns. I can show you a picture. There's me just smiling uh, behind him. He was, he was actually the only black person in the crowd. So I was the only uh, white person behind him who wasn't a cop. And so, um, <laughs> again, a commentary, social commentary. Um, so... <laughs> Um, but one of the judges, and I actually got to meet him and shake his hand, is one of my um, boyhood I idols. Um, well, he was. Um, uh, that's a different. No, I'm just joking. Um, but one of my uh, one of my favorite comedians is uh, Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just he's hilarious. One of my favorites. Uh, I, I love most of his jokes, his humor. But I respect him as a comedian because he's just so smart. And um, I respected him even more after the show. And this was a uh, two and a half. Oh, no, it wasn't a two and a half. Maybe a two and a half hour taping. Uh, but because it, it aired, I think, about three or four shows. It was the semifinals and the finals and maybe two semifinals. Right. Um, but we were there for, I want to say seven to eight hours. Okay. And so, but it was one after the other comedians, but then Roseanne, uh, Keenan, Ivory Waynes and, uh, Norm Macdonald constantly gave their commentary on do's and don'ts and, and, uh, gave them, uh, pointers of how to write jokes and how to perform and how to, uh, what goes into a punchline and how to mainly and and uh, they talked about the efficiency of a joke and all these great things and I would probably got more out of Norm Macdonald than anybody else and he made a lot of stuff about don't tell jokes about things you don't know about like he he nailed people on religious jokes like he like People would say things about Christians, and I, I don't know where he stands uh, religiously, but people would say things about, oh, they say this in the Bible, and he would say, uh, he would quote scripture and then say, um, don't talk about a book that you've never read. And then he would oh, quote wow. scripture. I'm like, what the? You know, it's like, whoa. And I'm like, whoa, this dude. So, I mean, he didn't talk out his ass. I right, mean, right. It was like, and then. This one guy told a homeless joke, and this changed me as a person because I viewed homeless people or people who were um, down and out or people who were different than I differently. So it changed me as a person and changed me as a comedian as well. He said, 
he told people, he said, don't punch down. He said, if people are less fortunate than you or people who don't have as much as you or people who um, it's easy to make fun of people who are lower than you are socially or uh, financially or however you want to look at it. He said, it's so much harder to make fun of people who are you, uh, make fun of people who are socially better than you or, right. or statistically better you or financially better than off than you. Um, so pun- punch up in, sort of way, in a way. And so he goes, uh, like he said, he used, to, he used to have jokes that punch down and all, he, but he doesn't right. tell them anymore. He, he's gotten rid of those. Yeah. And so I, I have too. I mean, I have a whole bunch of those type of jokes, and so yeah, I'll make fun of, or I'll, I'll have jokes about, let's say, you know, I know midgets is the wrong term, but it's the term that everybody understands instantly, um, and so, but I'll say things about blind people, or I'll say things about, so, um, so I don't have, I don't have uh, homosexual humor anymore because, even though I might say something that's not offensive it comes out offensive and i don't want it to yeah and so i don't say those anymore i don't say anything about the homeless and so so this was more of a commentary about san luis obispo right uh about they say because there's signs in san luis obispo that say uh you know don't give the homeless money because they'll just keep coming it's like okay well all right so what's the problem uh they don't have any money so let's how do we solve it let's not give them any money yeah um and so uh i have another uh joke that's uh you know what's interesting is the only people at the beach that are homeless are the people that wear shoes you can tell that they're homeless and the only people uh, that you could tell the homeless people downtown because they're the only ones that don't have shoes I said something's not right. We need some sort of homeless shoe, shoe exchange. exchange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the ones that have the because you don't need shoes. It's at the beach, but the only ones that are wearing them are the homeless and the right. people. So, and so that's just a little kind of a tidbit there. But um, but I don't really have anything that makes fun. It's more of how we treat them. We're only I'm making fun of ourselves of, of uh, that we're hypocrites in those things. Um, and so, and so I. I want to say that a lot of things. So you're going to hear me say some things in this podcast that may piss you off or or be offensive. Um, I hope it is. I hope it's something that makes you think because I want to see that we're all different. And the probably the reason is, Justin, is because, and most people who have known me for a long time, is uh, I used to weigh 385 pounds right. and people always saw me as different. And then I had gastric bypass surgery about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I boarded a plane, everybody used to look at me and going, Oh, please, for the love of God, make sure this guy doesn't sit by me exactly. because he's going to take up my seat and he's probably going to sweat on me. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh geez. And, 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 um, I used to think it was because it was fat, but it's probably because I used to carry around a crying baby. <laughs> no, but, um, uh, but people used to look at me, and then when I lost the weight, people looked at me different, so much so that my friends would say, you know, you're not as funny. And I'd be like, oh, well, and if they gained some weight, I'd go, well, you 
look funnier. And so people would comment that I'm not as funny uh, during that time, a couple years after I lost the weight. They would say I'm not as funny because I most of my jokes are I'd make fun of myself. I would right, say right. I used to have to get out of bed to turn over and I had to take oh. off my shoes to tie them and oh and God. what sucked was it was kind of a kind of some of it was true, you know. Right. Uh, right. I, you know, I'd squat 400 pounds every time I came off the toilet, and so. <laughs> um, it but, is, and, it's, and it's interesting that you say that because because uh, a lot of people think. They, they think when that, that the weight is what makes a person, you know, like they say, oh, I can't imagine you losing weight because I don't I don't I, I can't picture you being thin and being who you are. But the fat doesn't make the person. It's the person's personality that makes, you know, you're still going to be funny with your jokes, whether you're fat or thin, but your weight doesn't define you. Right. Yeah, it's crazy because um, just like. Michael Jackson couldn't tell black jokes anymore. Um, I couldn't tell fat jokes anymore. I couldn't say, but wait, I used to be fat, you know? Right, right. It sucks, you know, because um, I could still shop at the big and tall because I'm still 6'3", but, I mean, there's there's clothes for just fat people there. <laughs> so what sucks is I can't make, no, I can't make fun of fat people and say, but wait, I used to be one of you. Right, they look right. at me and say, but you're not now. You're out of the club, you bastard. And so just because I don't know who my dad is, don't call me a bastard. <laughs> just because Mickey Mouse doesn't know who his dad is, you don't call him a rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my good point. gosh good point well that's that's really that's really interesting um to learn about you um what about um how about like your childhood like what, what were you like as a kid you know growing up were you funny where did it all start where did Jarrett Myers start no I was born in LA uh and it was was crazy uh so my dad uh was a um animator he animated uh saturday morning cartoons he did the smurfs super friends fat albert hey, hey, hey. Yeah. yeah yeah and so but what's so funny was um i hated the smurfs and so i was embarrassed what my dad did for a living you know how some people are like oh my you know my dad you know he's a blah 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 he's a security guard or and i was embarrassed so they was your dad do for a living i would not like to say because he drew the smurfs drew the smurfs yeah i oh hated it you know and so um he draws little blue people yeah right yeah <laughs> oh man <laughs> so when 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 the smurfs were playing you know uh uh games are like my dad plays with blue balls <laughs> like, uh, what do you mean well i'm mainly for little kids <laughs> and so i'll be like oh jeez, oh my goodness gracious and so um but Honestly, uh, uh, it was kind of weird. And my, my mom was a, uh, a stay-at-home mom. And, and so, uh, unless my dad let her out. And so, um, <laughs> no. Uh, and so she quit her job and, and stayed at home until we moved to Central California. And then, and I hated it. And we lived in Visalia where my parents still live to this day. And my dad owned a carpet cleaning business. I was like, why would you go from drawing uh, and being creative to like 
cleaning up carpet. (laughs) And so my first job was like at the age of 12 was like cleaning carpets. It's like sucked, man. And so, but I kind of kept to myself as a child. Uh, My mom would always like knock on the door. Hey, Jared, your friends want to play. I'm like, oh, I don't want to play. I be playing by myself. And so um, I wasn't really, I was quiet. I was shy. Um, but, but if I can make people laugh, I would make people laugh. And I told my first dirty joke in fourth grade to my fourth grade teacher. Oh, wow. And so you want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Let's it's hear a, it, so I don't really talk bad, uh, bad. And so, um, I told this to my fourth grade teacher. I can't believe I said all this. Okay. So, um. We uh, interrupt this podcast as a service to our listeners, hopefully soon to be subscribers, to explain why the following joke has been deemed too offensive to air, not by the FCC or the broadcast standards and practices, but by me, Joe Schmo. So uh, I know you haven't even heard from me. And, but I decided to speak up on behalf of our 68 listeners. I, Joe Schmo, and the only one here in this Cracker Jack outfit with any sort of experience in the, in the entertainment industry. I went for school for stuff like this. You might have seen me in such films as The Hand That Rocks the Cradle or Marvel's Iron Fist. Well, I wasn't actually in those films, but... But I did audition to be a stand-in, and, and, and I almost made the cut, but uh, there were some rumors floating around after that KFC finger-lingin' incident. But anyway, I'm not going to go into that. So I decided to save this podcast and put my foot down, I meant my hand down, by removing this joke due to, to its offensive nature. Not because of its language or vulgar humor, but by the way, kids you shouldn't be using that language i don't know where jared he was raised by wolves or something anyway but but because of its lack of humor and just to put it plainly to you it's offensive to your intelligence and although jared's 1981 fourth grade brain thinks it's hilarious it just isn't so if you still want to hear that joke with that fourth grade juvenile humor, then I think it's all you ought to just best find Jared on the street and ask him yourself. He's probably dumb enough to tell you. I'm sure if barely Stanley needs to ever get off the ground, you need to click and subscribe and rate us. But anyway, if it were ever to barely get off the ground, then you'll be hearing more from me, Joe Schmo. And now back to your regularly scheduled podcast, Barely Standing. Schmo, yeah. Um, that's, that's interesting. That's, uh, wow. uh, That's interesting. That's wow. That's wow. That's one of the, that's some of the best, uh, reviews I've ever got on Yelp. Oh boy, where do we go from there? Wow, fifth grade. Um, fifth grade. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so on that note, um, now that you're older, you're an adult um, in body, not in mind. Um, 
has any of your family or um, people that you grew up with, has anybody ever seen you perform or, um, you know, or seen you do any stand up? Yeah, actually, my uh, my daughter and her friends uh, while they're in college, I wouldn't. Um, they they have uh, so I at a, at a comedy uh, show down in uh, in Claremont and um, and then I have some uh, family that saw me at Flappers in Burbank. That show was terrible. Um, and what was and and what was what was their reaction when they saw you? Um, so my my daughter and her friends that that was important to me because they're you know twenty somethings and stuff right. like this and yeah um, they loved it they thought it was good because it was it was a packed crowd it was high energy um, and so it was a really good show. Um, what would have been a great show is uh, just thinking about this, because we have a beautiful family, but I was just thinking, all these people have trouble raising kids. They should have a show, more tear-jerking show than The Bachelor, JoJo, and whatever else is going on, is if they had 25 orphans looking for some parents. <laughs> and you had some play dates, and, and then what they would do is, like, okay, you get a balloon, and you get a balloon. <laughs> whatever, you know. And so, uh, but my kids are messed up, probably because they found out about the adoption that, that fell through and we had to keep them. So, so anyway, it was really good. And, and, and so it, what I liked about it is afterwards, they, they were honest with me. They're like, Oh, I like this joke. And I like that right. joke. Um, and, and it was good was, is, uh, it was good to hear, uh, they liked the pop culture type of jokes. Right. Like they like my, uh, orphan bachelor joke. I think instead of a rose, I think I did it. I've updated it. I, I, that one was, you get a balloon, I think. Oh, gosh. Uh, but I, I think I've updated it to like a PlayStation or something like that. Make it worth their while. You know, what kid wants a rose? Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's always the, but, the, but what's good though is in orphan bachelor, the Asian kids are cute, so they usually get picked. Not like the real bachelor. <laughs> they're like, they're token Asians. <laughs> so, again, I'm part Asian. I won't tell you what part. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so uh, I am a math major, but that ain't part, ain't it? <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Um, so, I noticed you have a, um, you seem to have an endless supply of jokes. Um no matter where you're at, um, you know, walking down the street, we just had lunch. Um, you had, you had a, a, a plethora, so to speak of jokes. Um, so where do you keep and where do all these jokes come from? Where do you, where do you store them? Do you have like a book that you write them in? Do you have, you keep them on your computer? What, what, what's the, well, if you can find a good, like perfect place uh, system, then tell me because the answer is yes. So, um, because, um, uh, as an adult, I was diagnosed with, uh, ADD, not the H I'm definitely not right. hyper. I meant, uh, three naps a day will prove that I'm not hyper. Right. Um, and so, and they're not, they're not, um, they're not really long uh, two-hour naps. They're really the short kind of two-hour naps. Um, and so um, they're the kind that you wake up slobbery and sweaty. So they're just short, really quick, power, um, hungry naps. 
mm-hmm. um, because I wake up with a lot of crumbs uh, in crevices. And so, um, okay. Uh, but there's food to eat for later, and usually I can squeeze them all together and make a loaf of bread. Nice. And so, um, <laughs> um, and so as an adult, and then explained a lot, explained why it was so hard in school to get through school. Um, I didn't, and this is an honest to God story. I did not read one novel until I graduated college. I got an A in American Lit. Not reading the novel. I just how was that? Got through. You just made stuff um, up. Or so like- uh, when I took, or actually I took English lit in college, I would read the first page of every chapter so I could get, um, uh, so I could get involved in the discussion, and then um, and then I would just remember what everybody said, and then um, and then I wouldn't read the cliff notes or anything like that because I was too cheap to buy them. And so, uh, and so I would just remember what everybody would say, and then I would just uh, connect the dots. Right. And then, um, and so what happened was, I remember we had the um, the final exam, and the Eng- English teacher was like, "Hey, uh, uh, she passed out the final exam." She goes, "Oh, two thirds of your exam is an essay on our novel." I'm like. I didn't even read this novel. You got to use quotes. Oh, God. I'm like, oh, crap, you know? Yeah. I spent all this time, and I'm going to fail this class. So I got an A in the class because my write-up was so good, and I was just able to BS my way through it. And the, the reason is because I'm just a good listener. And so I observe, and I listen, and I'm being able to connect dots. And I think that's where my comedy comes from, is I just kind of observe and listen and connect dots but the difference is, is my dots are not like everybody else's dots. And I right. connect things that don't, everybody else connects. Like if three dots are in a row, I take one of the dots and move it out of the, out of the row. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, but, um, and so the ADD part is like, oh my gosh, when, when my son was diagnosed with it, um, the doctor was going down the list. Do you do just X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, that's me, 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 me. And then right. all of a sudden I became medicated. And so, um, and so I had my comedy, I had all my jokes all over the place. And so what I would do at first, I would just, I would tweet my jokes because that kind of kept them in order and it dated and timestamped right. and that didn't work. Uh, then I kept them in my, in my little red book. Then I, then I keep them in note cards yeah. And I put the note cards in a photo album. Uh-huh. Then I kept them on a computer. Now yeah. I'm trying to transfer everything to my iPhone because that's in one spot. Right. But holy crap. I just, there's too much. Right. I can't exactly. keep everything and, and top it off. I got a hundred million thoughts running through my brain. Right. Okay? And then also I found out probably about six, seven years ago that I'm, I'm on the spectrum and I'm a high functioning dude on the spectrum. So I'm not like an asshole. I'm just an aspie. And so, um, and so, but I put the ass in aspie. And so, um, so it, 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 it's not an excuse to be a, you know, a jerk, but, um, so there's some things that I'm really, um, uh, so I'm real particular about, but then there's some things that I'm just real, laughs, I don't yeah. laughs about. Yeah. And so, um, so there isn't one good way of do things, but I'm constantly thinking, something different and it's not always funny it's just different a different view and yeah. so what what i think is funny some people look at it and go 
that's just weird. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll look at something and I'll just start laughing. And I don't give a crap if anybody else thinks it's funny. Yeah. As long as I think it's funny. Right. And that's not going to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll write a joke book and I will only, it'll only be a page turner for me. As long as it sells three copies to me and my mom and dad, yeah. that's all I care about. And so, but, um, and so what sucks is uh, why I wanted to make everything in my iPhone is because I love this book. It's my red book and, right. and has all these jokes. But I was trying to read from it today, and I can't read my own handwriting sometimes. <laughs> I get too excited. Right. Um, right. And that's why there's stains on some of the pages. <laughs> and so, again, not funny. Just uh, just, a, just, a, just a, um, uh, a really sad night one night. Um, so... <laughs> I can't oh. read. The pages are stuck together. It reminds me of my mom's yearbook. Um, and so anyway, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, uh, some of you guys know what I'm talking about. You had a JC Penney's catalog. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you're definitely unique. I do have to say that. Oh, thank very, you. You've got a, you've got a very um, um, different perspective on comedy and. Um, and do you find that when you're writing your jokes um, to perform that um, sometimes the people won't get your humor? Are you are you ever I mean are you ever afraid of that as a perform as a stand up comic? Um, do you feel like you have to write a certain way to make people laugh, or do you just stick with those jokes and hopefully hope that people get the reaction that you want? This is why I think this podcast why I'm doing this podcast is because barely standing the name came to me because I can't figure this out, Justin. Right. I don't know. I don't fit in a, like I don't fit in a genre because right. I think that I'm a good storyteller. Cause I have a lot of stories. Right. And sometimes I just go on and on. I don't know when to shut up. That's why a three and five minute light doesn't work for me. Right. But I have some one-liners that I love to tell because there's my odd quirks and ways I see a life. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I get in this thing of, okay, only two or three people are going to get this one, but it's one of my funnier things. So I, I don't write. So I, I don't put it in my set. I, I put something that's more general that more people will get like the pop culture stuff. Right. Which is right. it's just funny, but it's not my what I think is my top stuff. But what I think is my sharpest stuff. I I I want to be I want to be smart. Okay. versus funny. Uh-huh. Like if someone says, "Wow, I I would like I'd rather have another comedian say, "Where does he come up with that? Mm. Where how, how does he write that stuff?" I'd rather I'd rather be judged by other comedians than by an audience. And uh, um, and I want to be known as a smart writer or a smart comedian than a funny comedian. And maybe that sucks. But um, but I want to be smart, funny versus ha-ha funny. Right. Okay. Um, and so, I, but I don't know how that fits. Maybe, maybe someone who's smarter than I am, which there's a lot of people, um, who's smarter in comedy, who's been around. Maybe they know where I fit. Maybe they, I just too new at this to say, oh, he's, he's this type of comedian. Right. And, and so since I don't know where I fit and I don't know what style to write, 
it takes it's agonizing going over a set right like oh i'll write a whole set and then i'll tear it apart and say no that sucks this sucks this sucks i should put and then i just i'll go up on stage and then i'll rewrite it while i'm doing it while you're on stage yeah and yeah. so my some of my best jokes are ones that i write while i'm performing mm-hmm. um and i did that uh, the 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 show yes uh at Grover Beach, the one yeah, that La we do with yeah, La La Casitas. Casitas. Yeah. The one joke that I wrote uh, uh, while I was on stage was the show, was was the joke of... Because um, I never know when you call someone your girlfriend, is when you get the confirmation number or when, when, they, when, they, uh, when, they, when they actually show up uh, on your doorstep. So, um, and then also it's expensive, even if you have a group on, you get a two for one. A two for one doesn't count as a menage, okay? Because what happens is, what happens is, it's a scam because a two for one, the menage is a call waiting deal. So, so the the four ninety nine that you pay for phone sex, you pay for two lines at the same time. So it's actually like a ten dollar phone call, and uh, and it's 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 pretty ugly. And so, if I remember right, it was a joke when I said, um, I had a two for one coupon on. Uh, some that uh, calling sex line or something, yes, yes. and I said something about uh, you don't really get a two for one. It's more of a call waiting, <laughs> and, you, and you keep going yeah. back and forth between the two. Right, right. Um, I just completely wrote that while I was talking, wow. and um, so that just came to mind. Yeah, and so have you ever considered? You know, you you you've obviously written so many jokes, and you have so much on your mind, joke wise, and you're putting it out on paper. And you're, you know, you're, 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 you know, putting it away. Um, have you ever considered writing for a comic? Have you ever considered doing maybe something like that? Um, yeah, they're your jokes, but have you ever maybe considered? Um, I, actually, writing? I would probably. I think that I'm a good writer. Uh, I think I'm a better writer than I'm a performer. Okay. And so I would probably. This is why I want to do the podcast is because I can just talk. And I can right. just say my jokes. Right. And so if I had an opportunity to write my jokes and rewrite my jokes and write them and rewrite them. Right. Um, and for someone else, like, okay, let's just say the end of the show, Demetri Martin's joke was my joke. Right. And so, and he stole my joke and I was honored slash pissed. Right. And the reason why I was honored, because I, I was like, hey, wait a minute. My joke was used... In a comedy show by a professional comedian and a whole auditorium on a Netflix special laughed. Right. And so not only would I consider it, I feel like I've done it. Right. And so the answer is yes. I mean, if, if that's something that I could do, I would love to do it because I love writing comedy. Right. I don't have to be the one to say it. Right. As long as it gets said in the same way. And so he, if there's somebody out there, a bigger name comic that offered you money for your jokes or offer, you know, said, Hey, I, Jared, I'd love to have you as my writer on my writing team to write jokes. Would you, would you take it? Yes, you would. absolutely. Okay. okay. In fact, okay. We talked about this on the way back from lunch, Yes, but we've done this before. Like, okay. We've, and I, this what I appreciate you, Justin is, is, uh, is you take criticism really well. And so like you, one of your jokes you mentioned uh, about condoms. 
So I recently uh, went to Costco and I had to take a return in there and uh, went to the counter, brought my return in, 40 pack of Trojan condoms, used. Yeah, I set the package on the counter and the, the lady behind the desk didn't know whether it was a pack of condoms or a blown out box of Twinkies. And uh, yeah, so I said, yeah, can I get an exchange on these? Because it's satisfaction guaranteed, right? Or your money back. And every 40 freaking times my wife and I had sex, she was never satisfied. It was horrible. Yeah, I know. So she said, yeah, um, but you may want to get the shrink to fit size. So I left um, humiliated. So anyways, um, you know what? We're going to call it that. We've got some great comments coming up. And uh, you guys have a great night. Thank you. said something about shrink to fit condoms right. and then you you threw that in the yes. next the yes. next deal yes. and so i, I, I yeah. love i love hearing another comedian's jokes and i'm constantly when i when i hear another comedian's jokes i'm constantly rewriting their jokes right uh not to necessarily make it better just to make it different right you know okay. and so just to give it a twist yeah you know my slant to it and uh -huh. so uh, I like to take other jokes, and I don't like like okay. If it was mine, I would have done this, or I can make it better. I just like to say you okay. Just put your tweak on. Yeah, it. I like to a take bit. a tweak, and so and or I'll hear someone's joke is like, man, that was awesome, and how can I write like that? You know, right. I'll say someone right. like uh, like Mitch Hedberg, like he's one of my favorites. Like one of my favorite jokes is so short. He goes, I I bought a bird who can talk, but he couldn't say I'm hungry, so he died. You know, just, and so I'm like, wow, how can I write like that? Right. You know? Yeah. And so, um, hey, just no, no, thank you for uh, the interview. I, I appreciate, um, besides um, uh, being um, at a police station and, and being uh, asked a lot of questions about a crime, or um, usually uh, in front of a jury of my peers, uh, this actual interview process has been, uh, been nice. I appreciate that. Not having to, uh, read off all my medications that I take um, yeah, because yeah, usually it, that's what I have to do to start an interview. Oh, wow. Wow. So, uh, but, um, yeah, I appreciate it. I, yeah, no problem. I mean, I got a little bit more insight into you that a lot of things, um, some of these things I, I, I had no idea until, um, today. Hey, uh, how'd, how'd your show go, uh, the other night? Um, it actually went really well. Um, um, it was a packed house. We actually sold out um and uh all the comics were hilarious um they were very happy uh with the turnout they were they were actually um um it was a better experience than what the venue owner had anticipated so we're actually going to have another show um at cubanismo and um yeah so um cubanismo it's a cuban cafe yeah which it sounds on, uh, um it borders on sounds ethnic it's ethnic and it borders on a little um communistic if that's even a word oh i think i know that place they were building a wall around it yes, yes. <laughs> one way in what's the deal with you and ethnic places i don't know i don't know i've always gravitated towards um um people of different ethnicities so to speak oh yeah hence the reason why i'm married to a native american so oh cool hey um at the end of the show we like to tell a couple of jokes do you have any new material that you've been working on um yes i do so we're going to uh before we go over our jokes uh 
I think this week uh, we're going to start, by the time this podcast comes out, uh, we're going to have our own Instagram. So you can post comments on our show, uh, post comments uh, uh, on our Instagram um, deal, and we'll have some links on there. We're going to get that up real soon. Uh, but, um, and so Justin will post, uh, just to be more current, uh, Justin will post the things on his show on our Instagram. Right. And so we'll have those things up and running. So you're not, um, so if you're a Cuban or a midget Mexican or, or you're just a plain white dude, uh, living in, um, the whitest town in America and you want to go laugh, uh, at other people. Um, then you can find out where there you can do that at, yep. <laughs> um, or um, or whatever. <laughs> um, so Justin, um, did you have an opportunity to say in your new jokes, or is there some jokes that you're working on? Um, uh, yeah, I've got a new joke I'm working on. Um, it's uh, I'll run it by you. Let me, tell me what you think. All right. So um, I'll try. Please. So uh, when I met my uh, first met my wife's aunt, um, and this is a true story, um, she said I th- she thought I looked like uh, the Ted Bundy type, and I go, well, um, can you can you elaborate a little bit? Um, what what makes me look like the Ted Bundy type? And she goes, well, you're you're very handsome, and um, you know you're very nice, and um, but you still look like the type of guy who would murder me after the date. And I said, so you're calling me handsome. I'll take it. I'll take it. So that's, you know, uh, there could be more to that joke, um, but I'm still still in the uh, the experimental phases right now. So. Yeah. so what do you think? I mean, I don't know. I, you're calling me handsome. I, I like that. Um, you're like... Uh, Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So, oh. how about you? Did you have any? Have um, you been writing some things or? Yeah, I, you know what? I when I was um, uh, I don't know. I just I don't think I wrote anything that was uh too p- particular. <laughs> I was surprised my dad because uh, he's a pretty conservative guy, so you just never know, and so. When the doctor came to me and said, um, hey, uh, after your x-rays, uh, we, we're we going to have to do some more. Um, we found some more stones or we found another stone and because uh, there were two stones in my kidney and then he found one in my ureter and like, oh, crap. So they literally had to take a laser and shoot it up there. Right. Okay? Oh, my God. Um, and so... Um, it was like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, in Star Wars where they had to blow up the Death Star. Yeah. Like, they perfectly, like, shoot the laser through the hole. Right, right. To get to the, that's what they had to do. Uh, and um, so there's still pieces of the Death Star floating out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, and so, so there were two stones in my kidney and then they found a third one. So then I told my dad afterwards, I see, he goes, how'd it go? You know, and I said, hey, dad, you know, it was, it was pretty rough. The doctor came and said, we found three massive stones in you. 
<laughs> he said, we have good news and bad news. We have three found, but we found three massive stones in you. I said, but the good news is two of them are your testicles. Oh my and, my, and my dad, I thought for sure, he he was going to say, dad, that's inappropriate. Son, that's inappropriate because <laughs> he calls me son. And he used to call me daughter until I um, he, uh, until I quit dressing in dresses. And so, um, <laughs> but he goes, <laughs> um, <laughs> but he just died laughing. He thought that was hilarious. Um, and so I was, I was kind of surprised and, and the... The nurses thought I was kind of funny, but they were getting uh, uh, upset with my being obnoxious because yes. they kept constantly, what's your name and your date of birth? And then I just kept saying, afterwards, while I say, my name's Josh Wilson or, you know, Vito Andrea or whatever. I said, I, I was just pulling up names from my childhood. I would say yeah. Chris Horn, but he's in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was just thinking... Um, I was I was just thinking about these uh, like free range. You, you you have a shirt that says "I'm a rescue." Yeah, I like that. But I was just thinking about all this because uh, I went to my sister's house to stay, and they these free range uh, chickens and stuff like this. And I was just thinking all, all this how stupid it is. Is we're eating these uh, free range chickens? Is like. Oh man, I only eat free range chicken. So the free range chickens are more expensive. Right, right. Obviously, yeah. But I want to make sure my veal is kept tightly in a cage <laughs> because I don't want them running around and getting all those muscular. You know what I mean? So yes, the yes. tighter the cage, the more expensive the veal. But the freer the range. The more expensive the eggs. Well, of course they're more expensive. Because if they're freaking free-range eggs, you know how many eggs you're going to step on? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> no wonder they're brown. <laughs> They'll probably look like big old chicken turds or whatever. you got to find those things. But here's what doesn't make sense. Okay, so those rescue dogs. Okay, so explain yeah. this one to me, Justin. Okay, all right. Because I don't have a dog. Because yes. I'm not, you know, because I don't rescue You're them. not pet-friendly. Okay. No, I'm not. So I'm waiting for a dog to find me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't. I guess I don't date. Um, and so, <laughs> and so I'm waiting for me to someone to swipe my uh, deal on an app. Yeah. But then I realize I gotta I gotta put my one on on there. So I've been putting my picture on people's phones, but um, but then they ask for their phones back after I put my picture on there, and so. Um, and they're not swiping my uh, name off, um, and so. But I've been showing up on a lot of uh, police reports. So anyway, um, so I've been going to. Um, uh, so oh, oh, rescue dogs. There we yes, go. Yes. See, my my mind's all Your over the mind place. Is just going crazy okay, now. I need some medicine really bad. It's wore off. I've been taking a suppository because it's supposed to work a lot better. But then my fingers smell funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, man. I don't remember eating corn. And so, um, anyway, <laughs> back to dogs. Mm, I, I don't have one for some reason. <laughs> you can't feed them corn. And so, um, so, then, <laughs> so, then, so here's the deal. So I only eat free-range chickens, cage-free, free this, land of the free. I don't keep my kids in cages, and so again, no kids either. And so, um, and and so then, what happens? Oh, I got a rescue dog. What's well, a rescue dog? Well, 
A rescue dog is basically a cage-free dog. A dog that's been let on the loose, out yonder, running around, and you gone and rescued it. Well, good for you. What do you do? I want you to meet my dog, Fido. He's rescue. And now we're crate training him. Oh, excellent. He was cage-free, and now we're caging him up. Because I only like two things in a cage. My rescue dog and my veal. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah. Alright. <laughs> Can't wait for our next show where we have 68 listeners. <laughs> Alright, All right. that was good. Are you done? I'm, I'm done. Well, then why won't you shut up? When's it my turn to talk? We'll introduce you, Joe, later on. You talk too much. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, folks. And thanks for barely standing with us. Adios. That's for you Cubanos out there. Or, wait, did I just say cigars? Okay, I don't know. I don't know Spanish. All right, bye. Thank you for listening and barely standing with us. And please, if you like the show or you can barely stand us, tell us by subscribing to the show and follow that up by rating, commenting, following, sharing, trolling, stalking, harassing, or whatever it is that you do on that dark web of yours, after hours of course. It's that time that we especially like to acknowledge the one man who is the inspiration for creation of barely standing. Because without him, we would not be barely standing at all. For that, Justin Bernone V, Jared Myers, and not to mention Joe Schmo, would like to give a heartfelt thank you and F you, Dimitri Martin. I like French toast way better than toast. And I think a French kiss is nicer than just a plain kiss. So I guess the rule is, if you make something French, you make it better. Except for people. The doctor took a laser gun and shot up my... No way.